Ladies and gentlemen, it is such an honor to have Major General Paul Valley on the program today. As we all know, uh, Major General Paul Valley served as the Deputy Commanding General for the Pacific Command. He's been involved in intelligence for many, many years. Paul, welcome to the Denise Gary Show. Thank you, Denise. It's uh, great to be back with you again after we've had a little pause here. Yeah, I know. Well, so much is going on, and and between what's going on nationally with Biden constantly and, and California, I'm just thrilled to have you back But because my schedule, too, like, like, I'm sure like yours, has been nonstop. Um, you wrote, uh, Paul, in your website, ladies and gentlemen, I encourage everybody to go to StandUpAmericaUS.org. That's Major General Paul Valley's website, StandUpAmericaUS.org. Uh, Paul, you had an article uh, on your site talking about the cyber blockout of Natanz. Natanz is the underground uranium enrichment complex uh, inside Iran. Apparently, the Israelis, we haven't gotten confirmation from the Israeli government as yet, but that's okay. Israeli news reported out that there was a cyber attack there in that underground facility. And... Um, Thank God for Israel that despite the fact that the Biden administration wants to embrace Iran again, Israel, it looks like, is going to help us do our job as a superpower, as today's world superpower, and keep Iran in check. Your thoughts on that? Well, it's reported uh, that... Uh... Israel did take some covert action against the Natanz facility. My understanding is that uh, two-thirds of it was put out of action. Two-thirds of that whole facility was put out of action, which is a great setback Excellent. Uh, yes. for the continuation of mm -hmm. uh, nuclear proliferation uh, and the mm -hmm. development of nuclear weapons by, by Iran. So thank goodness we have Israel yes. 24 hours a day yeah. looking at what's happening on the quarter between uh, Iran, northern Iraq, Syria, and Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon. Uh, so that's the gateway there, but the Natanz nuclear facility there is a separate project of the IRGC, mm -hmm. Iranian Revolutionary Guard, Islamic sure. Revolutionary right. Guard. Right. I want to ask you about this. I was reading on uh, another website, the Middle East Media Research Institute, Memory, that the former Saudi intelligence chief, and who also served as a U.S. ambassador, uh, this particular Saudi official talked about how he does not believe that the JCPOA and the Biden-Harris administration are going to be able to prevent Iran from developing a nuclear weapon. And I, I guess my question to you is twofold. Number one, is the former Saudi intelligence chief correct? And number two, based on my understanding of open intelligence sources, I, it's my understanding that Iran could put together a nuclear warhead within a week and, and attach it to a long range ballistic missile and begin attacking parts of the global community. Um, what do you say about that, Paul? Well, the Saudis' intelligence uh, uh, and Israel uh, have been very good, very accurate 
and monitoring what's going on uh, inside the ROTC and Iran. Uh, I've written several articles on it, uh, I believe, firmly believe they have a nuclear capability now. Okay. And uh, I do not believe these intelligence services says, well, it'll be 10 years, it'll be five, they've been saying that forever. Mm-hmm. Listen, they have the Shahab missile launch system. They have the navigation system. They have the warhead technology. They've been working hand-in-hand with, with North Korea and Russian and Russia for a very long time. And, of course, now, uh, with the uh, more valued reputation and uh, relationship that China now has, the Chinese Communist Party with Iran. And so there is no doubt in my mind they have a nuclear capability, and they can launch uh, uh, from a... uh, a vehicle mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. launch from a freighter in the okay. sea. Okay. And I know they're working on that technology uh, uh, as well to be able to launch it by land, by air, or by sea. They're looking also at working with the Chinese on uh, the space uh, type launches as well, as I understand. Okay. And we know that China and Russia have been weaponizing space for a long time, and it's why President Trump initiated or began Space Force, and of course we're grateful to President Trump for that. Since you brought in um, warships, Iranian warships, China, I understand, has more uh, warships than the United States of America. Is that correct? That's what I understand. Okay. And they've they've clearly advanced those vessels. Uh, I understand they only have one major aircraft carrier, uh, where we have about 12 but uh, certainly there's there's small boats now, their fleets, their cruisers, their missile frigates uh, have been enhanced tremendously, tremendously in the last five years. I, I want to ask you this. You know, I look at the comprehensive agreement that Iran just signed with China a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact, and it's it's incredibly disturbing to me and to others across America that have written me that the Biden-Harris team doesn't seem to be cognizant of the tremendous threat posed by China and Iranian cooperation, military cooperation. Um, Your thoughts on that, sir? They're not competent. Either one of them are competent (laughs) to be in the positions they are. They have no background. Mm -hmm. They've been failures with about everything that they've done other than get elected. Right. Uh, uh, their international experience and understanding is a, so certain Biden has traveled all over the place. And of course, we know with the Chinese Communist Party relationship with his hunter, with his son Hunter Biden and China have compromised yes. greatly. Uh, right. uh, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. but uh, they're certainly not the leaders we need today. It should why the American people, uh, uh, whoever, how many voted for for Biden? I'm a firmly belief that uh, uh, that uh, election uh, was fraudulent. Uh, yes, it was hacked. It was mm-hmm. hacked by the Chinese Communist Party. We mm-hmm. have intelligence on that, and many the minion machines uh, uh, actually were uh, were hacked. Right, we can call it that. We had a cyber attack. Right, a cyber attack generated. By the Chinese Communist Party. We also had a bio attack, COVID nineteen, by the Chinese Communist Party. Well, there exactly, uh, exactly. And I want to thank you for making 
both those points. And because you just made the one about hacking in the Dominion machines, I wanted to, I'll just throw in this. I just heard this before coming on air with you. Uh, ben Carson, uh, part of uh, former President Trump's cabinet, was on the Neil, Cav Neil Cavuto show on Fox News. And Neil Cavuto was saying to Ben Carson, well, you know, don't you think it's time that people in America stop suggesting that there was massive voter fraud since that was investigated and never proved, never proven? And um, are you with me? Uh, are you with me? Okay. So Ben Carson, re in response to Neil Cavuto, said, well, that was never really investigated. That was the problem. Prior to Biden taking office, that truly was never investigated. Now I understand that individual states are finally getting it investigated and are filing lawsuits in their state courts, but it never really happened. And I, I, think, there, I think there's still a story that's to be told all about the massive voter fraud, but let, let's move on. Um, I'm concerned about Taiwan and Japan. I understand that Chinese warships, as well as uh, warplanes, have been invading Japan's airspace and uh, waters and Taiwan. Taiwan seems determined to maintain its independence as a democracy, as does Japan. Would you comment, please, on the warships, Chinese warships in the uh, region and the threat to Japan and Taiwan? Well, uh, mainland China uh, has always advocated the one China policy. That one China policy would include Taiwan. Right. But when Shang, Shanghai Shek uh, moved their republic over uh, from Mao Zedong in the late 40s, uh, Taiwan has become one of the strongest uh, nations uh, that we have in the world, their economy, that one of the finest armed forces, along with and, and along with South Korea. Excellent. Now, when you look at the alliance, uh, China only has one friend over there, and that's North Korea. They totally dominate Japan uh, in, in many cases. If you look at the alliance now, India is not pro-China. Vietnam is not pro-China. Philippines are not pro-China, though they've been playing footsie with them. Japan is not pro-China. South Korea. So you have three of the finest armies, maybe the top ten in, in the world right now, okay. are South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan. Excellent. Okay? Yes. We know uh, in the dominoes the, that the Chinese Communist Party have been playing, first they wanted to take over and dominate Hong Kong, which they've done. We now know Taiwan is their second takedown. And uh, they, they intend to do it at some point in time, but... China knows the risk because of just the alliance that I've outlined to you. Mm -hmm. bring, bring tremendous amount of war right. power uh, against the uh, uh, Chinese. Now, we have two of our uh, uh, carrier groups over there of eight, of 8 to 12 ships each. One of our aircraft carrier groups, a lot of people don't know, have more firepower, conventional and unconventional, than 80% of the countries of the world. I did not Imagine know that. that. I say that Imagine again. That. Yeah, say that again, please. So two our of our aircraft carriers, aircraft carrier groups, eight uh -huh. to twelve ships, mm -hmm. uh, which includes uh, cruisers, uh, 
submarines, tender uh, ships, and so on, okay, uh, can launch more firepower than eighty percent of the countries of the world. Wow, that's just incredible! One aircraft carrier group. Okay, what we can launch just from one submarine huh? is larger as far as the capability in many countries. We have uh, 26,000 troops still in South Korea. We have a Marine division. We have troops in, in Japan. Uh, so that's uh, what needs to be framed against this China threat. And they know uh, that, uh, that that unification or alliance can be brought together toward uh, any possible takeover of Taiwan. Okay. I suspect they're going to try to do it. I do too. And I want to ask you this before we move on to our to our last subject today real quick. Do you believe that the Biden-Harris administration would support Taiwan if Taiwan is attacked by China? No. They're compromised by okay. the Chinese Communist Party. Okay. Okay. They'll back down. So you I think it this they'll back down. Okay. That's that's sad news. Very sad news. Real quick, you mentioned 26,000 troops, American troops in South uh, Korea, Afghanistan. Feel really sad about Biden-Harris administration's decision to draw down all of America's troops. We, as you pointed out, we've got 26,000 in South Korea. We've had thousands in Germany, Japan. We have American troops that have been in countries since World War II. Um, and I just don't understand why we have to subject Afghanistan, which I believe will collapse as a nation, if we withdraw our 2,500 to 3,000 troops. If we can, if we can keep 26,000 in South Korea, why can't we keep 2,500 in Afghanistan in order to prevent ISIS? from establishing several safe havens and Al-Qaeda from establishing several safe havens and from other Islamic terrorist groups from building up inside that country, number one. Number two, it's my understanding if we withdraw those 2,500 U.S. forces from Afghanistan, that means the CIA is going out with them. So I believe not only will the country collapse, but again, these terror groups will take over. But I also feel deeply disturbed about what will happen to the women and children in that country. Your response, Paul? Well, no, your concerns are, are very valid. But it's not al-Qaeda or ISIS anymore. It's the Taliban. Well, that it's too, yes. Pakistan. It's sure. not ISIS. Okay. It's not al-Qaeda. They may have some affiliation. Yes. But ISIS is dead in the water. Okay, you don't think okay, that they'll... pretty much dead in the water uh, as okay. organizations, but you do have an established, uh, very well-funded by the Pakistanis mm -hmm. and supported by the Pakistanis, um, is the Taliban. Okay. So it would be Taliban that would take over, but we could take everybody out of there, except for some covert people, uh, and we can use the lily pad strategy to support the Afghan forces. You'll have to tell the audience what the what the lily pad strategy is. The lily pad strategy is our, our joint force capability of Army, Air, Navy, Air, Air, Air Force, and Marines mm -hmm. that we can launch and, and take out any target within 24 hours. Okay. Anywhere in the world. 
Well, I'm. I'm we can launch from everywhere. We don't have to launch within Afghanistan. We've been over there for 20 years. The generals and admirals have haven't. Our generals and admirals haven't won a war since World War II. Well, that's because of rules of engagement and and Bush and Obama. You know, when Trump came in, the lack of the generals able to mount an attack and win that they haven't been able to do uh, under uh, Clinton, under Bush, under uh, Obama, under Trump, yeah, and Obama. Well, I, I thought I go back to the weakness of our generals and admirals to fight okay. the wars we need to for and get it done with a good strategy, because the presidents certainly don't know how to fight a war. They're well, politicians. I understood that President Trump said to our generals, all of our military personnel, that you know he was relaxing the rules of engagement so they they could fight to win and 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 destroy ISIS, but. He did. He did. Okay. He did. he did a great job. Okay. But here's one of the failures, and I'm, you know, I'm a very big supporter of President Trump. Yes, he me never too. met with his generals and admirals. That's mm. why he couldn't pull the plug or, uh, and uh, declare martial law uh, and the insur- invoke the Insurrectionist Act uh, uh, and to take action against the uh, illegal. Uh, uh, Attack a cyber attack against uh, our voting system from the Chinese Communist Party. I see that can be viewed uh, in absolute proof if you Google that. Okay, as well as the new documentary out called Frank. Frank that Mike Lindell has funded. Okay, All I need the to proof is there. Okay, the courts won't hear it. But back to the military again. Uh, I don't consider uh, Afghan. Uh, no one's ever won in Afghanistan. But I believe we could. If we no, just we didn't, we can't. We can't win because we won't attack Pakistan, where is yeah. the lair and where the Taliban work out and mm-hmm. are supported by Pakistan. That was we've been critical of that right from the beginning. Yeah, that we didn't take out uh, the, the Taliban in the Peshawar area of Pakistan mm-hmm. and cut off the two mm-hmm. billion dollars we were giving Pakistan. So you see, when you go back to strategy of how to win a war. And I was taught by the World War II generals and colonels how to win. We didn't have a win strategy because they didn't go to where the support, the Taliban occurred that was attacking, of course, uh, Afghanistan and trying to take it back over. Okay. If you remember back uh, 2003, uh, we took out the Taliban with special ops, with 100 special ops guys uh, and the B-52s. We killed eight to 10,000, ran them across the border back into Pakistan. And we should have ran we right after them into Pakistan Absolutely. and killed them. And right. didn't do it. That's the failures of the right. generals not to have a winnable strategy. So so why didn't Bush then step in and say, do your job? He wasn't smart enough. He wasn't he was, smart okay. enough. Well, he, he must understand, have... He didn't understand how to win a war. He didn't meet with the... And have the generals uh, that, that that should have been standing up and say, "Mr. President, this is the strategy to win. We will have this one within 30 days." Okay. Trump never met with the generals enough to. Uh, that's enough. Why he enough. He didn't meet with them enough. Martial law. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're going to we're going to have to call it a day, Major okay. General Valley. Um, I just so appreciate all this. I'd like to get you on. I don't know what your schedule looks like, but you also wrote a piece. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Major General Paul Valley's website, standupamericaus.org. 
You wrote a piece about how the Biden administration is really destroying the military from, you know, from the top to the bottom. Do you think you'd have some time next week to come back on the Denise Gary show and talk to us about that? Well, I'll be gone uh, the next week. And, okay. Uh, I, I don't return until Thursday of next week. Okay. Friday is a possibility, but I just get back. So I would say the week after, Denise, would Excellent. be much better. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have uh, Major General Paul Valley back in another week and a half. Okay. okay. Th thank you so much, Paul, for all your wisdom. And uh, we really appreciate just your tremendous experience in the military and all that you have to contribute uh, to the decision-making here in the United States of America. I can only hope and pray that somehow, some way, the Biden administration will reach out to you and you'll be able to have a sit-down with him and, and uh, set him straight. Yeah, I, I understand. Anyway, God bless you for your time and your service. Thank you, sir. President Trump has correctly stated that economic security is national security. And in the Tehachapi Mountains of Kern County resides a United States defense contractor, Anate's Products. Here is the Silicon Valley of the aerospace industry, right here in East Kern. Anate's Products is a forward-leaning manufacturer distributor of hardware sold to major defense and aerospace companies. We're talking about Boeing, Lockheed Martin, United Technologies, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon General Electric, and on and on the list goes, as well as to every United States ally worldwide, including Israel, America's most important strategic ally in the Middle East. And for everything that flies, Anate's products is providing the parts. And with me today is the president of Anate's products, Scott Baker. Hi, Scott. How you doing? I, you believe this corner of the county is the hub of the aerospace industry. Well, this, this portion of Southern California here out in the uh, Antelope Valley, it, it contains, you know, some of the most cutting-edge technology going on in aviation today. You know, we have uh, some of the UCAS programs and uh, technologies going on. We have uh, uh, Edwards Air Force Base out here who's doing continual testing in their area. Naval uh, Weapons uh, Station up there at China Lake. Mm -hmm. Doing some fantastic cutting edge stuff, cruise missile technology, those things are going. We have scale composites locally doing a lot of composite technology, which is SpaceX, which is a you know private one thing, private uh, entity putting things in space now. This area is the growth center for aviation's future. Uh, this is this is the area I think that uh, as a nation we need to be concentrating some of our effort, taking this technology, and as we all know. With the space program from Apollo years ago, out of these technologies, we, the private sector, are going to reap some of the benefits of that. Thank you, Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Baker, President, Anate's Products. Anate's Products, located in the beautiful mountains of Tehachapi, California, in eastern Kern County, is home to some of the most innovative and specialized technologies in the world, including those at the U.S. Naval Air Warfare Center, Weapons Division at China Lake, Edwards Air Force Base, as well as Strata Launch, launching satellites capable of delivering multiple orbits in a single flight to space. And it is Anate's products that has provided the manufactured devices. And the president, Scott Baker of Anate's products, Marine Corps veteran, 
reactivated on 9-11 to monitor threats to the homeland, is carrying on a tradition of providing for the security of the United States by manufacturing every kind of fastener on anything that flies, as well as providing a full testing destructive laboratory. Contact Anate's Products, now in business for 30 years, at 661-822-6873, located at 1314 Goodrick Drive in Tehachapi for your manufacturing and testing needs today.